Welcome back to the Goal Line Stands Night Talk ARU football podcast. I am Michael Lipinski, joined as always by Brett Halpern, coming to you live from the virtual Michael's Glass Company studios, serving the Philadelphia Tri-State area since 1978, 215-338-3293. Also, glstand.podomatic.net or thegoallinestand.com. Go there, check out some of our stuff. Uh, more of our articles will be moving over there. All right, let's get to it. One in three, Rutgers. One in three, Michigan. 7.30 p.m. Primetime kickoff, Piscataway, New Jersey. Big Ten Network. Oh, man, that doesn't – does that mean Matt Millen? I don't know. I, I'm i not sure. I hope not. I don't know if they have – I don't know that they've announced it yet. But oh, that that really blows. You know what else blows? I look at this like, all right, this would probably be like the blackout game. Yeah. And going back to the blackout game from when Kamoko Ture blocked the punt. This is the thing that sucks about COVID is there's been so many games this year where you're like, I really, I, I could be tailgating from noon on leading up to this game and having it, spending my day in, in central Jersey and but we're not. Yeah, and I mean going back, that was a fun day. That was uh great weather. Um and very memorable game. A lot of I mean, heck, Gary Nova threw for well over four hundred yards in that game. He did, and that was uh, we kind of thought at the time, holy shit, we belong. <laughs> Little did we know what was going to happen in the years after. But that that's neither here nor there, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, uh, so it's funny how you mentioned the blackout game because then a few years later there was the stripe game, which was the seventy-eight nothing game. Yes, yes. And oh god, I, I don't think we're going to have seventy-eight nothing. But let's get into this here. This is an interesting, interesting game. Both teams one and three. Rutgers show maybe overachieving a little bit to what a lot of people expected. Michigan is on the complete opposite end. Uh, I mean, I, I was floored. Wisconsin's a good program. But Wisconsin's not beat the hell out of Michigan in the big house type of program. Again, weird year. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe they are. Like, have, have the mighty just fallen here? Or is this just... what? Like, what is going on in Ann Arbor? Well... You know, I, I think this is an example of – and it's interesting, too. It almost mirrors that of Harbaugh's time uh, with, with the Niners. You know, Harbaugh himself is an offensive mind. If you think about it, what were the Niners known for? Their defense. Frankly, Michigan, during his time there, the defense has always been ahead of the offense. He's never been able to land that seminal quarterback recruit. He's got, look, he's gotten the number one player in the nation in Rashawn Gary, but he's never able to get, you know, it, you know, the Dylan McCaffrey's and everyone else, they just have not worked out. The Shea Patterson experience experiment just did not work out. And he hasn't been able, I don't really know what a Joe, excuse me, a Jim Harbaugh offense is supposed to look like, but either way, he just hasn't been able to get, that true blue chip quarterback to bring them along uh, and, and being been able to compete with not only Michigan, but also Wisconsin now. No, you're right. And they have, they're in the midst of a, 
of a real quarterback controversy in Ann Arbor. Joe Milton and Cade McNamara. I have not seen who has won this thing yet. It, it was open in practice. I imagine it's going to be a game time kind of decision here. Yeah, I can't watching McNamara lead that offense, uh, the Michigan offense a week ago. I, I'd have to think that he's the guy, but that's just what we see on TV. We're not in the, we're not in, in the room. And we talked yeah. about this with Rutgers, right? You know, Noah Vedrill is the starting quarterback. Greg Schiano has said that. A lot of people are are up in arms. What is going on? Well, you know what? We're not in the room. We're not on the practice field. We don't know. We only see yeah. what we see on TV. Yeah, that's true. It, you know, unfortunately, we're not privy to those things. Uh, but to Harbaugh, I think more so than Shiano, is the kind of well, no, even Shiano in the past was not afraid to mix it up. And Harbaugh's sort of a similar ilk, you know, in that he he definitely is not going to just stand by and watch one guy, you know, take the ship down. He will try to change it up. Uh, I was impressed with Milton in the first game against Minnesota. But then again, Minnesota has also underwhelmed the season. So, you know, I think that that was uh, a little bit of fool's gold or a red herring because he, he just has not been able to develop since then. He's got a strong arm, athletic, but, you know, has whereas uh, Noah Vidral, uh, you know, had, has all the touch in the world because he doesn't have a strong arm, uh, Milton doesn't understand the concept of touch and often throws – He's inaccurate and often throws uncatchable balls because of it. It is really a it's it's become an interesting situation up there in Ann Arbor. There is a lot of heat on Jim Harbaugh where a lot of people have said if he loses to Rutgers, he's toast. He's done. Then conversely, you hear that he might be open to an extension. So who knows what is actually going on? But Michigan, as of right now, according to William Hill, 10.5-point favorite over Rutgers. I guess that's that's fair, given given the his, the, the recent history, right? Yeah, I would say so. I, I also think, had Rutgers beaten Illinois, and, you know, it, you know if it was a two-score game, I think that would have been a lot closer line, like a four-point line, in my estimation. Yeah, I agree with you. That the loss really, really, really hurt uh, the 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 odds. Yeah. Offline, we both talked about it though. We're bullish on Rutgers this week. Yeah. Why? Your thoughts? Why are you? Why do you think this? Forget the line. Is play. Forget the 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 stats. We know football is played in between the lines on a painted field, uh, turf, real turf, fake turf, whatever. You know, uh, fans, no fans. Why are you bullish on the Scarlet Knights? I, I think, frankly, for the same reasons we, we've seen all season, they're playing hard. They're playing, for the most part, for the most part, far more competently than they have been. And this is not a good Michigan team. And the last time, a not a the last time a subpar Michigan team came into Rutgers while Rutgers was at least playing decently, Rutgers beat them. And I, I don't, you know. There are, to me, in my estimation, at least right now, there's like two or three special players from Michigan. Quiddy Pay, who we mentioned uh, in the goal line stand, half-season mock draft. Jalen Mayfield, uh, one of their offensive tackles, who, according to which some scouts you speak to, is either a first or second-round pick. 
And frankly, Camden's own Brad Hawkins, who I really like and has, to his credit, developed. And I always will wish a local Camden County kid uh, well. But, you know, aside from that, their players are not – the Rutgers belongs on this field. They're not, it is not, there's not the talent gap that you saw in the Ohio State game or, frankly, even the Indiana game. So for those reasons, I'm, just, I'm bullish. Uh, I think, you know, the other thing is we have a – you know, we were frustrated with the staff uh, with respect to the Illinois game. However, I also have more faith in this staff to learn from mistakes and adapt. So because of that, I do think we're going to see a better product on the field this week. They're going to learn from mistakes as opposed to the last two coaching staffs that had no idea and were in over their heads and were never able to adjust. Uh, you you kind of hit my you hit you hit it on the head. I I view a coaching staff that has is going to make the adjustments. Yeah. They're they're going to be prepared. Just like they were prepared for Michigan State. Like this to me almost feels very similar to the Michigan State game where Rutgers is yeah, they are they're on the same no one would want to no one wants to admit it based off of rankings and all that stuff. They belong on that field. They're more yeah. they're they're this isn't what we've seen. This isn't 78 nothing, right? Yeah. This is this is a group of kids that they belong on that field. I also think that plays into it. You've had a group of kids that have gotten their asses handed to them by Michigan. Their, yeah. their time at Rutgers and that's going to play into it. And now they have a real coaching staff yeah. who, who is going to actually coach them up. Like this is almost the perfect, we're not going to take this anymore kind of game to me where you got your leaders like, like to, to vert off and those guys who are just going to say enough. Yeah. And, and you have a coach now on all sides to prove that things are different this time around. Shiano has to prove that, we had the Shiano game last week. We talked about it. It yeah. happened. How how do they rebound? I I really do. And there's no. It's a neutral field. There's no fans in the stands, and it, it, that to me that just plays a big role. I, I really look at Michigan and they're spiraling, and Harbaugh seemingly when he, things are going downhill, things get goofy. You know, yeah. With him. That you hear even saw with San Francisco and, and the NFL. Things just get weird. So I don't know that that's a Michigan team that's – what are they more focused on? Are they focused on Rutgers or are they focused on their head coach and him never beating Ohio State, all that stuff? I think yeah. this lines up really, really well for, for the Scarlet Knights. I, I, I completely agree with you. You know, I think another thing to take into account, you know, look, we're talking about kids, right, and – Michigan State is still a bigger name than, say, in Illinois. And I think, in, I almost think in a way, even though they lost Indiana, they were almost overlooking Illinois. Because, and I'm not trying to shit on Illinois. Congrats, you guys won fair and square, right? I'm not, you know. But there are the blue bloods of this conference. And Michigan, being the all-time winningest program, is amongst them. I, I think they're going to just play up because of that. And also, as you mentioned, because of, you know, there's a few guys, I guess, on the team that were there for the 78 nothing game. But then even every other – I mean, Harbaugh has no problem running it up, whereas, to his credit, Urban Meyer never ran it up the same way. He called off the dogs, you know. Well, and, that, no. and that's the thing here. I mean, this game could go the complete opposite way. I think it's either close or it goes the other way. And I, I'm, I just see – 
I see people with chips on their shoulders. Yeah. I see it's, uh, and we can talk about it. We'll get to it later in the season, but there's another team that, that is in a similar boat to Michigan. And I think that, and, and you're going to have a pissed off Rutgers team for years of abuse. And I think that changes and this, that changes how things play out on the field and this coaching staff can harness that. Yeah, absolutely. Look, if you and I are wrong in the estimation that the Rutgers talent gap, if it is too far for us to, to win this game, I think you'll see something more like the Indiana game where you kind of knew Indiana was going to win, but it never got embarrassing. To me, it's either close or it's that. I, I don't see a 45-6 kind of game. I don't see a blowout on Michigan's, and I, I honestly believe I'm I'm picking Rutgers to win, but I'm saying there's no way there's a this is a blowout. No, I agree with you. I definitely think Rutgers covers. I'll, I'll put it I'll put it like that. What? All right, let's get to it. Rutgers wins if the offense does what besides score more points because we know that. Damn, you, you took the main point. Uh, no, if uh, if no withdrawal is limited to only one turnover. Actually, I'd so say the offense is limited to one turnover or less. They will win the game. That is a, that's a big ask there. Yeah, well, you know. So I am going, I'm going to go Rutgers wins if Isaiah Pacheco rushes for 120 and gets in the end zone at least once. I think you got to see – we, we've pounded this on some of the wrap-up shows – I think you need to see more out of the run game. I, I this is a, to me this is a game where Rutgers needs to dominate on the ground and I, I, or use the ground game more. They have to be able to use the quarterback running, the running backs, some of that quick screen kind of stuff. But yeah. I, this isn't this isn't a game that to me is going to be won through the air. You have to take advantage of the situation and kind of what Wisconsin did a little bit. Because, oh, they, yeah, they threw the ball over the place. They put up 45 points. But they're a, a team that can pound the rock. Yeah. And and that's Wisconsin. That's what they do. And that's yeah. what they did. So I think that the it's there, right? I mean, the blueprint is there. Take advantage of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's um, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, defensively, I think the key is you need to get at least, I would say, two or more sacks. but and to me, just you got to get pressure on the quarterback. That that to me is the big one. The de- it's all about the defensive line play. I agree with you. Uh, defensively, Rutgers wins if defensively they they do get to the quarterback, which you know they actually have been able to do. Yeah, and they've been successful at it outside of a running quarterback. Yeah, which uh, it's actually why I'm hoping that Cade McNamara gets the start a yeah. little bit more of a pocket passer, you can kind of feast on that guy a little bit more. I want to see who's healthy. You know, Elon Lumor, where, where is he? Yeah. I, I was excited that he was coming back. Is he dinged? He must be. I I can't imagine he's in the doghouse. You know, Shiano went out of his way to make sure he came back. That's true. So, you know, what happens there? I, I, I look. I'm I'm bullish on these guys. I, I'm I'm feeling a Rutgers win. I, I am, and that's not being a homer. I think that's just kind of looking at everything. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, and the other thing, I, and I don't know if this is a, a Rutgers will win if, but the thing I would I would love to see them start to figure out how to get Aaron Crookshake involved in the offense. That's another piece. Uh, that's another weapon that we haven't really taken advantage of yet. Before we give our official predictions, do we see Art Sitkowski at all on Saturday night? Yes. No. No. That's good. So that means it's not a blowout. Yeah, that was the reason I said that. Your your opinion here, what's your score? Rutgers 27, Michigan 21. I'm going 31-28. This is, yeah. It's, it's gonna, it's, we're, not, we're not blowing them away, okay? Oh, God, no. I just, this, to me, like things just line up. You know, when you feel good, things line up. I, I think this lines up. On that note, we're probably talking on Monday about the doors <laughs> getting blown off. But hey, you know. You got to think positively. I really do. I think this this game lines up perfectly. I, I To me, it mirrors Michigan State. And like I said, I think there's another game further down the line. If we get there, that's going to mirror this one. Yeah, absolutely. So fingers crossed. Let's let's hope the boys get it done. Follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Night Talk Pod. Come come hang out with us. Follow us. Talk football and go Knights.